Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. We are filled with an abundance of joy. We are filled with an abundance of joy. Also an abundance of questions. Good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service to help answer questions and resolve claims quickly. Uh, good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service. We are also filled with an abundance of biscuits. We are also filled with a... Uh, I don't think it works this way. Oh, and jam. Don't forget jam. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Uh, This is your interactive call-in show. So you give us a call. We'll uh, give us your questions, and then we'll answer those questions the best that we can. Maybe give you the top one or two or three answers of what the possibilities are, depending on on the description that you have, and uh, see if we can help you get it fixed. I'm Bob, and normally sitting next to me is uh, Kyle, but Kyle's just on a little vacation today, and so Justin's, the very capable Justin's sitting in. So How's it going, guys? We can, uh, you know, it's another nice day. Another nice day to get out and uh, fix your car, do it in the driveway, get you know, get all that stuff taken care of before it starts heading to, uh, to getting cold, because it most certainly will. Only got a couple more days. Yeah. Get out to your... You, the pumpkin patch, get all that kind of stuff done. You know, speaking of the pumpkin patch, I, there was an article here, just a you know a PSA announcement about uh, when you're out at the pumpkin patch, and this happened in Temple, Texas. The gentleman person jumped out rather and getting ready to go in to have a nice day, and uh, he didn't put a cigarette out, out in the car. He put it outside, kind of threw it away, and. It burnt down 73 vehicles, most of them to the uh, the wheels and the tires and, or excuse me, the wheels and the, and the frame. So right now I'm sure there is as much in a drought as we are. So uh, that is most certainly not the place to. No. Yeah. Maybe you take a dip of chew and leave the cigarettes at home. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> Can so- you. Well, I mean, that's all that is. Uh, the the pumpkin patch is just hay and everything else that goes along with that. And uh, to spend a little bit of money and spent a whole lot. Yeah, nobody got injured. That's good. Just the cars, and everything that was in your car. Well, I mean, at least the pumpkins are still there. Now the yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. The pumpkins are still there. They didn't get caught. Uh, didn't get any fire on those. Man, they might be the new, new charbroiled pumpkins. Who knows? As long as there's not a shortage. Yeah, and I don't think there ever is a shortage. We've got a couple calls to start off with, so let's just shoot right over to those. Uh, John's got an 05 Trailblazer. John, what's going on? Uh, I called a while ago and replaced, like, my blower motor resistor. Uh-huh. Um, but it's starting to act up again. And so a couple weeks ago, you talked to someone about it's probably it's, – I'm not getting the right amperage from the motor, so I'm going to replace that. So, A, what are the odds I've ruined that new resistor? Bert. And then – go ahead. Fairly high. 
Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and one, and of, the, then, one of the things you got to make sure is that you got a good connection down there. So were any of the terminals burnt on that? No, there was just a little bit on the, I guess, what do you call it, the motherboard? There's just a little brown mark on there. Okay. And the kind of green, whatever stuff was kind of, looked like it melted, but maybe it came like the ribs pulled back on the bone. I yeah. don't know if that's how they come or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, it's it, the blower motor draws too many amps, and then it burns the resistor, and then it'll head upstream and go to the switch if it's if it's not taken care of before that. But usually it loses connection around the resistor most of the time. As long as your connector looks really good, otherwise, you know, you're already in there. It's just two more bolts. And they sell. That's what I was thinking too. And, and they, then B, okay. Then the second part, though, with that, with the new motor, is there any other issues, or it's just that the age of this vehicle, that that has just gone bad, and it's giving bad amps. Yeah, you know it, what I'm saying? It depends on where you're getting your parts, too. Really. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. usually it's going to be age. Uh, most of the time, but you can you can buy kits that get you the blower motor resistor and the and the connectors and everything else so and, and good connections so that when you go in there everything is back to normal as as it was when it came out of the factory. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're but, buying an Amazon blower motor or something. Maybe. No, I'm running up like the auto zone or something. Yeah, but I'm today. But your switch is not creating too much amps. You know, your your amps are all coming from your blower motor. That's that's where okay. it's coming from. And that's and then of course back in the you know 30, 40 years ago, everything was a metal connector on a Bakelite, you know, piece that was around it. It wasn't plastic. Now everything's plastic. The switch is, everything's plastic. Yep. The only, the right. only thing there met- was no indication that, that, that those wires were getting hot when I replaced the resistor or anything. So, like, it was just on the resistor. I caught it right. early. Once it started going bad, I pulled the fuse. Um, and you could just so, have a, okay. you, everything could be perfect, and you just have a bad part. Yep. Okay. So well, much. like I said, uh, you said a couple weeks ago that, to someone else that the blower motor itself gets to be pushing out the wrong amps. And I haven't really used my fan at all until a few days ago, trying to defrost a little bit. Sure. And on like four out of five, it starts, you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. And I don't remember, okay. I, don't remember, I don't remember, Justin, are those just printed circuit boards or are those actually a... Uh, I or, believe those are or, printed circuit boards. Or is it, does it look like a printed circuit board or is it a heat sink? He said, it looks like a heat sink. It's got green stuff around the okay, metal. Okay. okay, so those are more heavy-duty, and those last a little bit longer. General Motors also has what looks just like a straight... Looks uh, like a little board pulled yeah, out, like yeah. you pull out of a computer. And those don't, those don't, don't take okay, any yeah, amps. Yeah, those go, okay. those go bad right away. So Man. They're also right, green cool. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, I'm not trying to think of anything else. No, that should be it. Like I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure I ruined any part, so I'm just going to do both again. So, all right. Yeah. Well, thank yep. you. I appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate the call. Have a good one. All right. Uh, we got time. Yeah. Dennis, we're going to go over to Dennis real quick. 96 Silverado with a power steering problem. Dennis, what's going on today? Uh, hey, I got a, a 96 Silverado. It's kind of my uh, weekend uh, hauler truck. And, uh, I don't use it a lot, but it's got a power steering uh, uh, leak, and uh, you know I figured power steering fluid's a lot cheaper than getting it replaced. So I've been just kind of pumping that in there whenever I need it, every uh, you know maybe month or six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. And just kind of curious, is that something that can be uh, like rebuilt, or you just got to replace the power steering pump? Oh, you just replace them these days. Yeah, yeah, you know, and even. Yeah. Even way back, even 30 years ago, we replaced them. There is, uh, oh. you, they can get rebuilt. You can't find parts to rebuild them. 
and some stuff has to be pressed yeah. on, pressed off, and there's just too much of a process to that isn't we wouldn't have the tools because it doesn't happen that often. No. So okay. Yeah, and always buy one that has a, a reservoir on it. It's just everything is sealed together from the factory, and it, and it works just far better. Um, but okay. there, depending on the parts that you buy, there are some brands out there that are just not as good as other brands. There's remanufactured and brand new. Yeah, brand new, and try to head towards a brand new one. If it costs you thirty bucks more, it's worth the it's worth the pain and effort of not doing it twice. Oh yeah, yeah. easily. Is, is that a pri- is, is that a pricey repair that we um, repair on that truck? Um, new pump, uh, I'd probably say. Four or five hundred bucks, probably. Off the oh, top, just off okay. the top of my head, it's right out front. But you got to press the pulleys off. You got you got to pull the fan shroud off. Yeah, the fan, and then you have to take the serpentine belt off. You got to have some special tools to pull the front of that pulley off, and then install the pump, hang it all on there, and then you had to reinstall the the uh, the pulley afterwards. So it's it's a little time consuming, and the rest of it yeah. is the part because you're getting a new one. Couple specialty tools and two swear words, you'll get it. Yep. Uh, what 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 about any, anything else you should undertake while you're doing that since it's a pretty good sized job? Uh, check your serpentine belt while you're there. I mean, it's already off. Yeah. So if it needs yeah. any cracks or anything, they definitely do that. Yep. And then uh, hoses, inspect your power steering hoses, your supply lines. Yep. yep. Pull so. on that, pull on that hose. Or, excuse me. Pull on that uh, serpentine belt. Make sure your tensioner is going back and forth and it's not sticky. And then while you're there, mm-hmm. just uh, you put a bucket underneath it and drain all the fluid out. You know, okay. and uh, yeah. you know, let it all drain out. So when you put new fluid in, you're going back with a. You just did yourself a power steering flush on top of that instead of having to do it after the fact. Got it. Okay. Cool. All right. Great. Well, thanks. Appreciate it, guys. You bet. No problem. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mister Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten. The numbers to get in. We'll be back in a moment. This goes out to my mechanic, Steve. I've got you under my engine. I've got you fixing my car again. So deep in my car that you're really a part of it. I've got you under my engine. I tried to fix it myself I would say to my wife, back off, I know what I'm doing here But now I can't take any more of that nagging in my ears It won't stop! So now I've got you under my engine I sacrificed everything in our savings For the sake of doing it myself In spite of that nagging voice That would come from my wife Telling me to go to hell Don't you know, mechanic, you always win It's an actuality Yes, sir, you have the finality So each time I pop the hood, I think of you and I stop just before I begin. Cause I've got you. Yes, I've got you. 
uh, for a hefty price under my engine. Actually, it's not too bad. Yeah. We're back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. So you get in, get your call, let's fill up the line, get your question answered, and uh, get you back to fixing that car. Uh, we are also available, too, on all, all podcasts. So you can pod, you can listen to all the podcasts in all your favorite formats. So uh, if you're out there, you know, you're listening here, you want to hear that answer we had back on somebody else's car that now you have that problem. You can go back and podcast this and listen to it again. So, all right, uh, Ralph's got an 04 Chevy 2500. Ralph, what's going on today? So, uh, it's a truck that I just recently purchased, and one of the problems that I'm having is putting fuel in it. Um, you have to put gas in it very, very slow. And doing a little bit of research, I found out that there is a hard plastic line that runs up to the top of the plenum, um, in the front of the plenum, and it must be for like an evap line, uh, that if I disconnect that and let it like purge out, uh, eventually I could put gas in it. Your thoughts on that? Have you gone through and checked your... uh... Fill neck tube and everything, make sure there's no kink or anything in it first? Yes, I have. Okay. And they, I checked the, the vent line that goes up to the, the fill tube, but it's a pretty small vent line. But Right. <clears throat> so you got a purge valve and you got a vent valve. On. The vent valve underneath opens up when you put fuel in it, and it allows it to breathe when you're putting it in. Your purge valve all the way up towards the top, more than likely... Probably not a problem. Probably not. Not for filling. Yeah, not for filling. If you um, if you could fill your car up just fine, and then after you fill it up, it floods out, and you can't get the car started. Then, then got, we'd talk about a purge. Well, correct. Correct. Those uh, canister vet valves down below uh, just have a problem with getting dirt and debris. Charcoal canister gets clogged. Yep. Um, yep. And they're just very got a very high failure rate to them. So, uh, boy. I the, would, I would probably get under there and find the purge valve and yeah. just disconnect it right from, or not the purge valve, I'm sorry, the vent valve yeah. from underneath. I'd disconnect from the vent valve and see if it takes fuel. Take it off the truck and tap it on the ground a little bit. If you see a bunch of dirt coming out of it, you already know uh, that the dirt that's in there is just causing the, the solenoid to fail, and more than likely that's your problem. I'd probably okay. say 90% of that's your problem. Now, a lot of them also come with a big, long, you can get just the valve, and hook onto the tube, or you can get um, a big long tube that goes up and vents it and everything else. And that there's two different ways to do it. On that older of truck too, um, there's a relocate, isn't there? Yeah, a little bit of a relocate. So it, I mean, things can get the 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 it's sucking air in there, so you can get that can get clogged with dirt and debris and, and dust and what have you. And the one thing I was going to say is that. They have re- revised that vent valve too, so it may take a different harness yeah. along with it. So if you go to buy a new one, plug it in, it won't plug in probably unless somebody's already changed it. There's a, a different wiring harness that goes to it that you have to tap in. So is that something you can get at like O'Reilly's? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. You can get yeah. just the vent valve. You can get the vent valve and the wiring harness. You you can get it all. It's this is something we've been dealing with for. 
years. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been dealing with it since 04. I mean, okay. Yeah, actually, we've been dealing with it before that. But, you want to uh, get it fixed. It's going to get cold. You don't want to be out there yes. two cents at a time. Well, yes. Right. Well, I, I probably won't drive the truck this winter. It's actually a Colorado truck, and it doesn't have any rust on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, well, guys, I really appreciate your help. Big fan of your show. Yeah. I appreciate it. Appreciate so. you listening. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to Dale. Dale's got an 04 Trailblazer, another Trailblazer. Dale, what's going on? Dale, you there? Hello? Yeah. Dale, hey, how's it going? Um, <clears throat> I just wanted some advice on uh, the transmission. Evidently, those things go out on those. So my kid has that vehicle and i was curious on the best uh it's not worth much so i i wanted to get advice on the best option to uh deal with that transmission that drives out um you said the drive the lower de- you said the drive is out me. right now yeah the drive's out okay uh Reverse works and the lower gears, um, but I'm trying to figure out how to not spend three thousand dollars. You know, buy a used transmission. That's about your only option. Yeah, that's about your only yeah. option. And is that common, guys? For oh, uh, I just for that. I just put a transmission in my own Chevy truck. It it's one thing. Yeah, that yeah. Over in the earlier. 2000s and on up a little bit they have a little bit of problems over a period of time it's just going to happen and here here's here's what you got to do i mean you're if you're is this something you're going to do yourself or somebody else going to do it oh you got to pull the engine um no you ain't got to pull the engine uh, on that yeah no you don't so you, oh, you don't? No, you no. got to pull the engine on that. It comes right out the bottom. Pull the transfer case and uh, drive shafts, and it'll come out the bottom. Yep. All day long. You can get the bell housing then on those? Oh, they're uh, not. Three-foot oh. extension. You can get up there. Yeah, they're not very fun, but, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a way less work than pulling the engine on that thing, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so here's the questions yeah. you have to ask. You, I, I know you don't want to spend a bunch of money on a car you don't have, but the questions you got to ask yourself is: You've had this car for a while, and now you know everything that's in this car and what it needs. So, if it needs a ton of stuff, and now it needs a transmission, well, maybe it's time to move on. But if you've done a whole bunch of other work to it, and and now it needs a transmission, it's probably worth doing because. Whether you put a used one in or a rebuild one in, you're going to do the same labor, okay? Now, it all depends on whether you get a used one and you do the labor twice because it didn't work out or you do a, spend a little bit more money to put a, a rebuilt in and do it once. Yeah. Yeah. Be- well, because at that, yeah, yeah. At that age, yeah, the, only that thing you're gonna, the only thing at that age you're going to find is one with a million miles on it still. Or, or a crashed one that maybe somebody's already put a used one, uh, a rebuilt in, and you're getting the benefit of that. We've done that before where we've gotten a used transmission for people, and it shows up and say, oh, baby, this has already been rebuilt. Yeah. But I mean, that's 
that happens 10% of the time. Yeah, take into consideration of you're gonna if you're not going to keep the truck, you got to replace it. And right. What can you replace it with for the same value or more? Right. I mean, that's why I put a transmission in my old beater. Can't can't touch another truck out there for you know less than a transmission. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's that's a three thousand dollar deal. You're you're turning around and spending five grand. So now yeah. you're and you know what you already have into the car. But again, it, it all depends on how much stuff you have and how much stuff needs to be done and. Right. Maybe that maybe that doesn't make sense, but those are the things to think about. With it already out and you have no drive, you're you're down to you're into a transmission. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah. So, so the 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 one question I had is is it worth rebuilding or just buy a new one? Just buy a rebuilt. Yeah. Just buy a rebuild. rebuild. Just, I think there's only a handful of guys in town that'll rebuild a transmission anymore, anyways. Yeah. So, just get a re- just get a rebuilt from the big guys. Um, you know they 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 got it down. They they got the process down. The, the failure rate is uh, not much at all, if any. Uh, it's going to have some. They always do. But your percentage in the is under, you know, five percent, which is m- amazing. Um, yeah, I mean that's what we do. It, it just not time. The way you get the truck in out back on the road as quick as you can. So, yep. so so what what place do i go to for a rebuild all right well i tell you what dale hang on the line we're going to put you on hold because i got i got a hard uh, break here we got to go to so 558 1110 is the number to get in we'll be back in a minute all right we are back in the mr mechanic show 558 1110 the numbers to get in and uh give us that call so we can uh help you get back on the road and or get that pro- problem solved so you can get to the game later on. So we were talking kind of off the air that, uh, you know, we kind of read an article. Justin had read an article about a 7.3 diesel that had passed a million miles, which is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. He, was, uh, he said original motor, never opened up, million miles. And five transmissions. Five transmissions. That's right. <laughs> Got an old international motor that can kick out some torque and power. Yep. and. Yep. Uh, and we've got one of those too at the shop. And yeah. the 7.3 was just a great, great engine. It just would last forever. Phenomenal motor. And I think it's got a hundred and two, two thousand miles. Holy moly! It's getting old now, isn't it? Shoot, people pay big bucks to have that low. I know they do. One. People have asked me many times, "Can I, can I buy that?" And I say, "Nope." Oh, I mean nope, those OB, those OBSs. I mean those are going twenty, thirty thousand dollars right now. Yeah, for yeah. an old 7.3 mid 90s i guess i could be persuaded with a with a uh with the right offer square but, box chevy <laughs> no get rid of a ford for a chevy oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah there you go no you got to have those fords for those heavy duty vehicles and i think i don't know what i was thinking about that the other day what what are they going to do ev wise they can't get rid of uh gasoline engines diesel engines they just they can't because Nobody that hauls anything around for any kind of construction or any kind of business that hauls around all day long is going to want they, to have something they got to charge. They have it overseas, though. I mean, I, they're I running know. it. I am. I, I tell you know. what, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's a good way to log some or, you know, make sure people aren't doing uh, too many hours on their logs. Well, the one thing out. the one thing you don't do, none of the manufacturers do, is you don't mess with the truck guys. 
because at the price of trucks and what they buy and what they want, you just don't, those guys are, are valuable and they know it. So we'll see how that all plays out because I'm sure we're going to be front row and to, to seeing it all kind of play out. All right, we're going to head over. We've got another call. Oh, one, excuse me, not oh, one. Holy like 81. moly. 81 Corvette. David, what's going on? I, uh, I got a Corvette, 81 Corvette. It has no power at the ignition or the seats, the headlights, anything, but it's got a hot battery in it. It just so stopped. No, no headlights or seats. Everything else works? No, no, there's no power to the seats, the headlights, the ignition, anything. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Anything. It, it stopped at uh, Casey's. It just, that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still sitting at, there at a pump, is it? What was that? It's still sitting at a pump there, is it? Uh, no. Okay. I, I got it home. I have it towed home. <laughs> well, the first, first thing I'd do is make sure uh, the battery's good. Charge the battery. Yeah, I have a good brand-new battery in okay. it. Okay. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. That's why we're getting just a little bit different information. So, yeah, turn the radio down a little bit. Then we can help. All right. Go. Just a second. Yeah, there's. I got a brand-new battery in it, mm-hmm. and it, it's still no power to the seats or the headlights or the ignition. Got it. Well, okay, so all this is going to have fusible links. And all the fusible links are down out around the starter. So that's probably the first place I'm going to start. Go down or with a fuse box. Yeah, fuse box. Uh, but those fusible links were notorious back in the, you know, 70s and 80s. To That's that's where they powered everything off. What, why they decided to put fragile wires down in that area that can get uh, all the oil leaking on them and then get the insulation expanded and everything else. So what you do is go down there, make sure you got power at the stud down there at the, uh, and I'm sure that's not going to be easy to do, but uh, you make sure you got power down there. And then the next thing you do is you're going to want to gently kind of tug on the wires a little bit and see if they separate uh, because you should be able to tug on the wires and it should feel a good positive connection in there. And if you don't, you probably got one of those fusible links that's burnt. The other thing, if you can't, if you cannot tug on those wires to see if they're kind of soft and gushy and kind of pulling apart is you might have to back probe each one of those few them wires going to that with a fusible link and just see if you have power on everything because you'll have like two or three wires down there that'll have different legs that power up different things okay all right that work now talking fusible yeah. links uh you're, you're talking down by the starter correct so down by the not starter. a lot of people know a fusible links yep. are these days. Yep. Down by the starter. you got to make sure that stud yep. on the starter, you got power to it. Yeah, yep. there's an- It's a wire that's just, it works like a fuse that if it goes bad, it's made to just kind of burn up and just like a fuse. It's, yep. made, it's made to break. Yep. So. What, was, it hard, was it hard starting at all at any particular time, like cranking over slow, things like that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So... If it's cranking over like that, it's going to be A, because the battery was low, or B, because you're drawing too many amps on the starter. If you draw too many amps on the starter, you know, you're going to burn that This is, this gonna is gonna be a wire. dumb question, but you say it has a brand-new battery in it? Is it, the right, yeah. is it the right battery? Did the terminals touch? Is it on correctly? Uh, yes. I'm okay. just saying, yeah. we've we've all seen it, somebody out there, <laughs> and you're like, what did you do? Yeah. You, you know, see. right. You have to ask the stupid questions to move on. Yeah. 
and you drove right. it there, so we know we know everything was there. So more than likely, it's a very simple, uh, simple fix. You just, simple fix. But I those just, simple fixes can just it can drive you nuts. Oh yes, you can spend hours on them. Check your power. So if uh, if I don't get it going, can I bring it to you guys? Oh yeah, Bob loves to work on eighty-one Corvettes. <laughs> I mean, he has no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, okay. We can solve that problem. Yeah, that's not an issue. With, easy, easy fix. Yeah. Would that be on Dodge Street, like yep. on? Uh, 80, 80th and Dodge or 50th and Dodge. Yep, either one. We have one at uh, 80th okay. and Dodge and or and or 50th and Dodge. Either one. Yeah, I mean, you can you drop them by depending okay. on where you're at. And... Come hang out with us at 80th. Or, I mean, if you want to go down to 50th and talk Falcons with Kyle, you're more than welcome to do that, too. But either one of them can fix it. Wait, yes, we'll both fix it. We That'll work. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Try that, David. Thank if not, so give us a call. Yep, let us know. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. You Goodbye. Right. Yeah, you know, that was a great deal that the manufacturers decided to put all that stuff down. There was even better deal when they got rid of it all. Well, yeah. So now you've got one wire going to your S terminal uh, for the start to get your car started. You got another wire that goes to your, your starter. Now there's two wires. Two That's wires. it. Two wires. That's it. Not four and, and five. Yeah. Six. Not four and five greasy wires. They got bad connections. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of just did that back kind in the... Of, kind of gone away with most fusible Yeah, lines. you know, don't and, very often in and the 70s, they used to run, a, when you had points, you used to have to run 12 volts out to your distributor, and then you had an inline resistor. Yep. Well, it was in the wire. Yep. Nobody knew that there was an inline resistor, but then that resistor knocked it down so that you only had five or five, six volts at the coil. Because if you, at your points, because if you didn't, you're going to burn everything up. Yep. So... When that went back and people would put, uh, take that wire, take it out, say, ah, I'm just going to get, they don't see the wire. They don't see the resistor. I'm just going to cut that off there, put another wire. Now you got 12 add, volts to add your. my own. Yeah. Go fast. More volts means yeah. going faster. It does. It do, well, know? it don't. It does right now. You do electric turbo. I mean. <laughs> and then it burns up your points and now it's dead in the water in about uh, a week and you can't figure out why. Yeah, it's. What you normally do in that kind of car repair, all those people that are out there kind of wondering, you know, do your own car repair and. and you, you fix a problem, and then you have another problem either right away or a week later. You always take one giant step back and say, what, what, did, I do did, last? what did I do last? Yep. And what you did last, and it could be insignificant, um, what you did last is usually where your problem's at. Did I lean over here and broke something? Did I Was I over there and did this? Was I over there and did that? And oh, it's you, like looking for your keys. You go back to the last spot you were. Yeah. Find your truck keys. Well, I always say you kind of go back to the scene of the thought. Oh, yeah. Wherever that, that too. Th wherever the thought was. If, you know, I've, I've seen Bob stand in corners. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just thinking. Trying to and figure you know, out what I forgot. I would say 95% of the time I come back, to the, the thought comes back to me, and off I go. You do. Like yeah. an hour later, I remember. Yeah. It, it, it always happens. It does. You just got too much in your mind. You got to figure it out. Same with cars. Oh, yeah. Trying to get it done. You have to maybe be. Sometimes you walk away. Yeah. You, you have just, to walk away sometimes, and that's when the idea hits. I mean, yeah. at 4 o'clock in the morning the other day, I was thinking about a car in my bay. Yep. You know? but And it, sometimes that's the best time to think. Not really the best time to think, but it's the no, clearest it, time to it think. It reminded me what I had to do. Yeah. I almost forgot a step. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You come back in the next morning and went straight to that. Yep. And so. uh, it's just part of it's just part of anything that you take apart. Oh, yeah. But, you know, now what we had now – well, you're you're talking so, about fusible links and everything, and now you got computer chips to do all that for you. Now. Yeah, yeah. So. No, nobody but the old guys knows what uh, what those are. But now we have cameras. 
I mean, we can take pictures of, of what we are oh, looking at. And, and I don't think a lot of people do this. You know, when you start working on a certain thing, take pictures of it, especially if you're pulling a bunch of stuff apart. You're doing a big job. Yeah, take yeah. a picture so yeah. you know exactly wh- how it was we routed or We couldn't replaced. do that 30 years ago because we had to do that. And we got yeah, you shake you know, the Polaroid off, you know, yeah. blow on it a few times. You'd have a picture <laughs> 10 send, minutes later. Send it to Photomat, wait two weeks for it to come back. And then yeah, you, get you can't your put pictures. your car back together until you get your pictures back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? So. yeah you just don't do that anymore now it's instantaneous you just boom and go so oh but there's a lot more to it these days than a lot used to more be. to it all right five five eight eleven ten is the number to get in we're going to take a quick break and be back in a minute okay we are back in the miss mechanic show all right i'm getting them fixed today all right we might head over to the calls here in just a minute as soon as we get everything ready to go there um, you know, here was here was another news thing that just ruins your day too, and we've probably seen this last week. But somebody lost a uh, bucket full of nails on the uh, 405 freeway out in California. Thirty six drivers are all over on the side of the road. There's a line of people. Everybody changing tires. Everybody's changing tires on the side of the road, and it's like uh, I, I don't understand why you when you put the bucket of nails that you got to put it at the very end. Oh. Couldn't you put the bucket of nails up towards the cab in the, make, the front of the box? I mean, how do they know it was a bucket of nails, I not d- like a box of nails? It could do wax. they know the guy? Because if they do, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I know some people that are very upset with him <laughs> very, and would like to talk. Very much upset with him. But it's they showed a picture of it, and it's just a you know, there's just line of 36 cars of people changing flats. Don't see that too often. That's why it kind of caught my mind. So that is, that is a, yeah. Who we want to head over to? Okay, we're going to go over to Randy. Randy's got an old one Dodge Dakota. Randy, what's going on? Well, uh, a week ago, I went out to get in my truck and go somewhere, and it didn't start. Okay. And I glanced down, and the fuel gauge was on empty. And I knew it had a quarter of a tank in it the day before. My original thought was, well, somebody siphoned it out, but that's awful hard to do with these tanks these days. It is, but they can drill holes in the bottom, and uh, all the all the fuel comes out. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some rusty ones. Too. Yeah, I've seen so, some rusty ones. So, did you put any fuel in I it? Had, I had a couple gallons of fuel in the garage for the lawnmower, and I dumped that in. Went back in, turned the switch on. And the gauge come up that time, and then it started. Yeah. So you've just got a faulty sending unit that's hooked to the fuel pump that uh, once it gets to a certain spot, it just doesn't read anymore. There's a dead spot in it or something. Right. And maybe the cold weather that we've just been having here lately just caused a, a connection not to work, and off you go. So you were out of gas, and that's so you got two choices here. you got to always, if it gets half a tank, you fill it back up, or you tear down the the tank and put a fuel yep. pump and sending unit in it. Yep. And I would do Well, I I took it down and I filled I filled it up with gas. Mhm. And it run the rest of the day okay. And then a couple of days later my wife wanted to haul some trash out to the compactor. We put it in the back of the pickup and went to start it and it wouldn't start. Yeah. Fuel gauge was back down on empty. Well, I'd reach over there and smack the bottom of the tank with a hammer, and if it fires up, you know you have a fuel 
tank or a fuel pump problem. Agreed. So. Agreed. I think you got a bad fuel pump, but just as as Justin mentioned, if if you have somebody cranking that over, tap the bottom of the tank, it shocks it, fires up. You know where your problem's at. Yep. And I believe that's you'll where only your get about one of those too. Yeah. So. I believe that's where your problem's at. Okay. Well, we we did beat on the tank. We used to have a Chevy that we would do yep. that with. Yep. They didn't get you going for a while. Yep. yep. The other problem is is that fuel pump may have gotten, when it gets hot over a period of time, it'll burn the connectors up there, and that connector being burnt in there will give you an intermittent connection, and then maybe that's why your gas gauge is working great at one point, and the next time it's not. But you have to kind of make sure, if you, if you look back there, you got to check your powers and grounds to make sure you have it, but that also kind of sounds like what you got going on. Okay, well, this morning her son-in-law come over there and they was going to tow it to our repair shop and they towed it about a block and then he tried to start it and it fired up again oh yeah a bad one's gonna jostle it around yeah everything jostles it's like hitting it with a hammer you jostle yeah. it around on the tow truck i've done it many times you get it to the shop fires up yeah that's so. that's that, and that's aggravating too how many times we've towed a car and got it to the shop and now it runs yeah Will something like that show up on the code reader? Nope. Not at all. Nope. So, you sounds like you pretty much diagnosed it. You know what you got to do. Just pull the tank and get her done. All right. Okay, all right. thank you. You bet, Randy. Yep. No problem. Well, that ends another hour, quick hour of the Mr. Mechanic Show. Justin, thanks for coming in. Yeah, we no problem. We appreciate that. So, I'm Bob. We'll see you next week. Yep. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying.